0: I didn't know sitting next to you, Andrew, gave you anxiety. But Can we
1: practice that real quick. Let's just go. It. It. Yeah. Absolutely
0: not. Yeah. No, I'm gonna just try to see if it's even. Possible. I don't like you that much yet.
1: Are you reading the same thing? No,
0: you always, you always, <laughs> you always ad lib. what's up everybody welcome back to couple things with sean and andrew a podcast all about couples and the things they go through
1: we are excited for today's episode we've been getting a lot of requests for people to clarify what it is when we ask the other couples we interview what their love language is so today we're going to be talking about love languages what ours are and why we think they're important but before we get into it if you guys wouldn't mind rating the show and subscribing to it on whatever platform you're listening that really helps us out. And uh, we love hearing your feedback as well. So the idea for this video came from a lot of you in the comments and also Megan, who submitted a video uh, wanting to learn more about love languages. So let's hear from her.
0: Hey East fam. My name is Megan. I was hoping that you guys would do a podcast on love languages. My boyfriend and I have been together for three years now and we have very different love languages, but I was curious to hear your opinions on how these different communication styles can affect your relationship. Thank you, Megan. Are you ready to jump into this? Let's do it. And disclaimer guys, this is going to be a good episode for Andrew and I, because I am really spicy today. And by
1: spicy, she means angry. So
0: I'm just full of sass.
1: Sometimes I feel like that's your love language. It is anger.
0: I am a mom that has a lot going on. And today is one of those days.
1: You, to your credit, do have a lot going on.
0: I do. And And you know whose
1: fault that is? Sometimes that's my fault. Yeah.
0: So like today, I love you. You scheduled a few extra meetings that have made today real busy.
1: But we're here now holding hands (laughs) and you still love me, I think. No,
0: I do want to talk about that though, because with love languages, I think it's a great topic for our situation because it's in situations like this, if you truly don't know each other's love language, which I took the test and I actually am not the love language that I thought. Neither am I. If you don't know it and you don't know how to help out your spouse, it just makes all the situations worse.
1: It amplifies the problem, you could say. Yes. Before we talk into what before we jump into what our love languages are though. Yeah. I want to talk about why we think it's an important question to ask other couples.
0: What their lo- love languages? Yeah. I think it's important. I mean, one, I'm always curious to hear what pe- like different people's love languages are, but I also think it's like a test and a suit, like a interesting way to see how well they know each other's love language. And yeah. if they do. If they don't, you know, people it's not like your relationship is bad if you don't know. Yeah. But it's just a challenge because you're technically asking your significant other, how best can I love you? Do I mm-hmm. know that answer? And if you don't, you should.
1: I think it's I think it's a really unique thing to reveal about someone, so that's why I like, you know, a lot of these people are personalities that people see on TV or online wherever but asking someone what their love language is, is like a very unique thing to be revealed. And I feel mm-hmm. like it's, I feel like it's kind of intimate you could say, you know? So I, I like that question for that reason, but I will say in general,
0: you know, what's funny. Sorry to interrupt. You say two words. So funny. Intimate? And I'm like, interesting. How do it catches me off guard every time. Intimate. Intimate. Yeah. You get rid of the T. I don't know. <laughs> no. Intimate.
1: Intimate. It's
0: and then the word M I R A C L E
1: what am I am miracle
0: you say a miracle
1: miracle a miracle
0: it's a true miracle I'm like what are you saying apparently I
1: say pistachio pistachio funny too hold on how do you say it and I'm all messed up shoot now you're my head
0: (laughs) (laughs) pistachio
1: look now you're smiling babe this is the first time I I see those pearly whites I know I will say in general I'm pretty skeptical when it comes to these like Tests
0: Zodiacs, that, that generally Enneagrams, classify. yeah, you're against all of them.
1: I am. And that includes, just like you said, Enneagram, Explain to people
0: why you're against them No.
1: Can I just say one feedback that we get a lot is us talking over each other. So that's already happened a couple of times here. Just for, for future reference. <laughs> I'll stop now. Anyway, uh, the Enneagram is included in that. The Zodiac is included in that. I would say the love language is an example of one of these tests that kind of just puts people in these broad buckets of classifications. And I'm not a fan of that because as cheesy as it may sound, I just don't think that um, you you can dilute a person down to like X amount of qualities, like the Enneagram. Oh, you're an eight. Sweet. So that means X, Y, and Z about you. Well, that's not necessarily true. Or my love language, which we'll reveal here shortly. It's not just that, you know? I just think that the value these tests provide are one, a framework that you can talk about personalities uh, about, like talk about personalities with or a way to kind of think about a problem. So, Hey, how do you express love? Well, there's, here's five different ways to do it. And your tendency is this one specifically. Does that make sense? So I don't think it's like the gospel of, here's the one way to do it. And here's the one way I can speak to your heart.
0: No, however, I think Zodiacs, Enneagrams, love languages can tell you a lot about yourself, about tendencies. Mm. If you tend to be more like an eight or a gift giver or a Capricorn, then there is enough information out there that can help kind of guide you to be a better person in those tendencies. I do think some people read it as the gospel, but I do think it teaches you, like it can teach you a lot about yourself.
1: Hmm. I I think that's true. All right, as a kid, I used to love when my parents would sit down and play a game with us or do any activity. And right here in our hands, we have the KiwiCo box, which is the activity of all activities for young kids.
0: The colorful chemistry set to be specific. So with Drew and Jet, Redefine learning with play. Explore projects that build confidence and problem-solving skills with KiwiCo.
1: Get 50% off your first month of any crate at KiwiCo.com when you use code COUPLE.
0: That's 50% off your first month at KiwiCo.com. Promo code COUPLE.
1: Um, Here's why we think love languages are cool because one, it helps you get one step closer to showing appreciation and love for your significant other. Um, which is really important. But then it also reveals a source of possible frustration. So if you're like really not feeling loved by revealing what you're, by learning what your love language is, I can better understand why you might feel frustrated like that and have a potential solution. So.
0: Well, and I also think something that we learned with love languages is I think by default, whatever your love language is, is how you try to love your significant other. that's what we like fall back into the rhythm of doing. However, your significant other's love language could be completely different or opposite from yours. Mm -hmm. And if you don't actively try and remember, I have to show him love in a different way that I want to receive, I could be loving you like as much as I'm capable of, but if it's not in your language, you aren't going to receive it. Mm So you could still feel unloved, even though I'm trying so hard. How
1: frustrating would that be, by the way? I feel like that happens a lot too. I feel like like, it
0: happens a lot with us. We even go through like phases where we get frustrated and distant from each other because we feel unloved, even though we're trying really hard.
1: That's what I was about to say.
0: But we get into points where we will have these conversations and we're like, "I, I feel unloved right now. Yeah. And you or I will be like, what are you talking about? I've been doing all this stuff. And it's like, well, if that's not how you receive love, it doesn't feel like you're being shown that someone loves you.
1: Do you feel loved at this point in your life? I do.
0: You do. I'm just mad today.
1: I gotcha. I'm sorry.
0: I don't want to hold your hand. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I would love to hold your hand. Anyways, that was a funny joke. Thanks. Um, (laughs) before you took the test yeah what did you think your love language was
1: so brief overview there are five different love languages and just like sean alluded to the language that you receive and how you feel loved can be different than the language that you need to give to your partner does that make sense so the five love languages are acts of service yes words of affirmation
0: quality time
1: quality time physical touch and gifts gifts. yes Yes. so of those going into the test which i'd never taken before and you guys should know receiving gifts receiving gifts yeah good point uh the link for this test is in the description down below we have a bunch of links down there for you guys in every episode Mm -hmm. so always make sure you check that uh, it is a really
0: short quiz so you should try i mean it's easy
1: it's 30 questions and it's not like super philosophical or deep, just going to rip through it. Uh, but I thought that I thought that my love language, how I received loved would have been, uh, quality time and physical touch.
0: And I would have said the same, really, you didn't think it was going to be words of affirmation for you? No, I, I thought you were going to be words of affirmation. I don't know what yours is from your test. I thought I was going to be quality time and physical touch.
1: And you weren't that, is I what was you're not. trying to say, huh?
0: Yeah, what What would you have guessed for me?
1: I thought you were gonna be quality time and uh, words of affirmation.
0: Really? Yeah. Funny. Yeah. We don't know each other at all.
1: This is what <laughs> I tried to, well, this is what I tried to do, because some of the questions- No
0: wonder stuff. I'm mad today. You don't know me at all, Andrew. <laughs>
1: I tried to really put myself in the situation. The mm-hmm. questions were kind of cheesy. I felt like, like they are. Oh, I know exactly which category this is applying to. Yeah. But as I thought about, like, oh, it's more meaningful to me. That's how all the phrases, all the questions were kind of phrased. I was like trying to picture myself on Christmas morning, or in scenarios where you left me a note, or when you came home and gave me a hug. Like actually trying to put myself in the situation, and wow, how did I, how did I, how did I, did that spark joy? I, to reference Marie Kondo.
0: I also think your love languages can change based on the phases of life you're in. Yeah. Because I kept reading a lot of these questions and thinking like, I'm a mom now and there is so much stuff to get done. Oh, if, if I came home and all the bottles were cleaned, I would feel so loved. Like, and that's different than before a kid where we had nothing to do in life.
1: Then <laughs> it doesn't seem like we had anything.
0: To nothing. Do like what did we do before kid? What did we do with time? Anyways, (laughs) so without further ado, are you ready? I'm ready. I have a feeling we are the same.
1: Okay, this will be interesting.
0: Ready, on the count of three.
1: No, name your first one.
0: Okay, acts of service is mine.
1: Acts of service, I I was nine. I was eight. Really? Yeah. My second one was receiving gifts, I was
0: an eight. What, you? I know. Mr. Don't ever buy me a gift. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yes. Really? Yes. Good. Was, Interesting.
1: I know. This is, this is good self-discovery for you and me. It
0: is. Happening live. Mine was quality time.
1: Really? Mm-hmm. That's, that one's the worst, if you ask me. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. That was not a funny joke. That
0: is not a funny joke. No, I
1: heard someone say that joke, and I repeated it, and I regretted it immediately.
0: You should. But the joke
1: was, that's the one that takes the most time and effort. Yes. So that's why it's you know, the worst one. But that joke dies here today.
0: Yeah. <laughs> that is not how you
1: I saw that. I I figured quality time would be your second one. What what would you say? What was your third one?
0: My third one was physical touch.
1: Really? Mine was quality time. I got a five.
0: Really? Yeah. I had a six.
1: For your third one. Oh, yeah. so you were a little bunched together. I was, was eight, was little-
0: seven, six, five, four.
1: Mine was nine, eight, five, four, four.
0: Wow. And then I had words of affirmation.
1: Mm-hmm. And physical touch was my fourth.
0: And then I had receiving gifts.
1: That's surprising to me.
0: Well, huh? Yes. And I thought, I thought receiving gifts was going to be higher because I love being surprised by little, like little gifts. I remember when we were dating something that meant so much to me and it was so little, I was living in my apartment. You were still, you're finishing your, um, master's degree and Every night, the only time we had to hang out was after like eight or nine o'clock at night. You would come over for a few hours. And every night you would bring over a bag of my favorite apples. Like you would stop by the grocery store and pick up like two or three apples. And it was the sweetest thing. Or you would always come with flowers. And I loved, like it made me feel so special.
1: It's funny because from my perspective, I would bring these apples all the time because you said they were your favorite. You loved them. You said, like, when you come home from traveling, you just love to have something healthy, like an apple. Mm-hmm. So I got you these apples, but you never ate them. Yes, so I then did. I was like, then I was like, well, I did she have clearly a them. Like I think them.
0: you were seeing her apples because <laughs> I ate Honeycrisp apples literally every day.
1: Okay. This is really, I'm glad we're having this conversation. You
0: know what is interesting, though? I think one of the reasons why receiving gifts is my lowest. I like receiving gifts. I'm just a bad gift receiver, hmm. if that makes sense. Yeah. I don't know why, but anytime people get me a gift, I get like uncomfortable. Like I don't know how to express my gratitude. I love giving gifts. Oh my gosh. I love giving gifts.
1: I think you're one of the best gift givers I've ever been around. Thank you. You're so thoughtful.
0: I love like the wrapping process and I want to make it personal and like this whole experience. I, I love that.
1: But you know, it's funny. I feel like what holds you back from Giving more gifts is you're a perfectionist about it. Yeah. If you can't have, and it's not perfect. I don't give it. The exact it. wrapping paper that you want oh, yeah. with the bow that fits it perfectly. If I can't
0: wrap a gift, I'm not giving it. To yeah. You.
1: I think that's something you could maybe work on because so, you have a lot of good gifts to give. Is the this world.
0: what this podcast is about? You're gonna tell me what <laughs> I need give to work on. Need more gifts. Really. <laughs> um. But yes, acts of service was my number one, and I really never thought that was one of my love languages. I think that's changed since having Drew just because every day I can feel so overwhelmed with like, I need to do this and that and this and that, and I need to be here on this time. And there can just be so much to do in a day. And it gets to be so easy for both of us to look at each other and be like, why didn't you do this? Mm-hmm. Why couldn't you have helped me? So coming home and seeing bottles washed or laundry done or whatever makes me feel very loved. Cause it makes me be, it makes me feel like I've been seen.
1: Mm-hmm. Funny thing about Sean, when she gets really frustrated and mad, I think at (laughs) me or maybe not at me, she goes into like ultra cleaning mode. So, you know, we might have had a pile of laundry sitting out for two weeks, but when she gets this certain type of mad, she'll like all of a sudden start cleaning everything up. She'll get super frustrated that why do we have laundry sitting out? I'm like, it's been there for two weeks. (laughs) What are we doing? And we
0: just start scrubbing the counters. I also... That is something that I learned growing up though. My mom is just the most amazing, like organized, alphabetizes stuff. The house is clean 100% of the time. And I I think I got it from her where she, she can't feel relaxed unless things are clean and put in place. So like if I don't have a super crazy life at like in a phase, and things seem organized in my life i can come home to clutter and feel fine
1: mm-hmm.
0: but as soon as my life starts feeling like chaos if i don't have my house put together and cleaned then i just feel like i'm going to jump off the edge
1: i want to do an interview with your parents cuz
0: probably not good for me to say <laughs>
1: <laughs> did you say jumping off of something i did okay yeah we can we can uh maybe remove that yeah in maybe the episode. but i want to interview your parents cuz I think the context of what you were used to growing up and what your parents did for you has a lot to do with how you feel love and how you express love. Yeah. So I think that'd be a fun episode, don't you?
0: I do. Yeah. We just have to convince them to do it.
1: Yeah, I know. That's gonna gonna be some work.
0: You know, um, a love language that I think is interesting. Where was words of affirmation for you again? Last which is crazy. You're a man, all you want is affirmed.
1: But I think it's really interesting. It almost seems like, like I feel feel as if men have like this, oh, he wasn't told that he was loved enough and he wasn't told that someone was proud of him enough.
0: That just made me really sad.
1: Oh, I don't feel that. But I feel like a lot of people do. I think in our situation, Thank you, I love you. I love you. In our situation, we almost say I love you too much. Is that weird to say? You do. You think I do? Yes. So much so that it dilutes the punch of it, you know?
0: Do you know something you do? Huh? You never say the words, I'm sorry. You replace it with, I love you. You'll do something and I'll get mad or whatever and you're always like, I love you. I'm like, just say I'm sorry, okay?
1: You say I'm sorry about 7,000 times I know, I say I'm sorry
0: too much. You say, I love you too much. I mean, that sounds terrible that I'm saying that. It's amazing. But yes, anything can be diluted. I'm sorry it can be diluted because I say it so much. Yeah. So that when I am actually apologetic and sincere, you don't believe me.
1: What a conundrum that is. What a How do we conundrum. get out of that hole?
0: How about I say, I love you more and you say, I'm sorry more.
1: <laughs> it's interesting. I'm sitting here thinking, I feel like I say, I'm sorry all the time. But one of my friends said this, and I think it's really good advice. If your significant other gives you feedback, it's really important to actually take that to heart and listen to it because they spend more time with you than anybody else. And they probably have a, a better perspective on things, on some things than you do of yourself. So
0: so you're saying I'm right.
1: So you're saying I, I probably don't say I'm sorry enough and I'll, I'll have to think about that and really do some introspection.
0: Actually, to see if I'm right or not?
1: No. <laughs> <laughs> no, No,
0: I will say this. And again, every couple has their things and you notice certain things about each other. You say, I'm sorry. And you come across very apologetic. You see me, you hear me, you listen to what I like need to say. And you, you're very sincere but it's just funny how like you can get hooked onto things and it goes back to the languages. Sometimes we have to hear specific things. We need certain words. We need body language. We need, you know, everyone needs different things, but you always say, I love you. And it's, it's you are saying, I'm sorry. So it's beautiful. And I shouldn't be complaining because you look me in the eye and you're like, babe, I love you. Like, I apologize. and. But it's weird how in receiving it, I feel like in my girl way of thinking, cause girls are crazy. I'm like, oh, he's just, he's not accepting that he did something you know, wrong. So he's avoiding saying, I'm sorry. So he's just gonna say, I love you, don't which say, is wrong.
1: Don't say girls are crazy.
0: But it's, it's, I know it's a flaw by me, but it's weird. We all have those things. But I think in addressing those things with your significant other, you can make it, it might sound crazy to you to be like, you actually need to hear the words I'm and sorry. Like that can sound crazy. But if you acknowledge those and like try to voice those to your significant other, it can make your relationship a lot better.
1: There are some questions on here that we thought were. Yeah. You ready to walk through those?
0: Yes. I don't have them pulled up.
1: You don't. Well, let me pull them up, babe. Cause I got them right here. Um, so one of there's 30 questions we picked out five that yes. we thought were of interest. And one of them was, it's more meaningful to me when I spend alone time with my partner, just the two of us, or my partner does something uh, practical for me to help out.
0: I thought this one was interesting because I'm clingy and I love just being in the same room with you. Mm-hmm. Like we don't have to be doing anything at all. We don't have to be talking. I just want to be near you. And you're the complete opposite. You.
1: It's stressing me out when <laughs> we're just, when we're just there or not doing anything.
0: We'll be sitting in the same room, like on computers. He's like, "What? I I, I gotta go to my office. <laughs> I need to get away.
1: <laughs> no, I think I'm more of an introvert than you are. I think you're sh- more shy than I am, but I think I'm more of an introvert. So I like to have my.
0: You recharge with your alone time. Yes. I think that's interesting.
1: Yeah. Do you agree with me or no?
0: That you're more of an introvert.
1: Yeah. We're around people all the time.
0: You're such a people person though. I I'm love not,
1: it. I love talking to strangers and getting to know people. But and, you
0: recharge when you're alone. Yeah. Which is very introverted. Yeah. I think this is my favorite thing about the love languages quiz is you should do it with your significant other in the same room, go through it and stuff, but talk through the questions. Because it just brings out so many like situations that you haven't thought through. And
1: mm-hmm. you could
0: be doing it completely wrong for your significant other, and you're like, wow. I didn't know sitting next to you, Andrew, gave you anxiety. And I will try not to be near you as much.
1: Just because the quiz is a little <laughs> cheesy doesn't mean that it's not really good. So, yeah, just like Sean said, pull the value out of it that's there.
0: But, okay, here's a hypothetical, though. So, I get recharged around you you don't so how if situations like this arise for people how do they fix it
1: we i think it's just like hey we're gonna have together time but i also need a little of alone time makes sense you're getting into this you reposition. you're like facing me and, my
0: hips started hurting okay well my body language is telling you that i like you again yeah hmm. not for long um i'm <laughs> kidding it's more meaningful to me when My partner puts his or her arm around me in public or my partner surprises me with a gift.
1: Ah, PDA. Here's the thing. I am not big on like receiving material items, but what the gifts that mean a ton to me are like a handwritten note. Even if it's like on a paper towel or lipstick on the mirror, whatever that is. I don't like PDA.
0: I love the little notes and stuff. I love that but I also, I love PDA.
1: That's so weird to me.
0: I think it's maybe an insecurity. I should probably go to therapy for it and figure out why. But there's something to me about your significant other wanting to publicly show their love for you that brings me security and confidence within our relationship so like if even while
1: dating or just yeah. in marriage yeah see
0: now i'm not saying you should be out in public you know sucking tongues
1: when you put it like that no, yeah nothing <laughs> but can we practice that real quick let's just sucking, go ahead and do, yeah absolutely not
0: no let me just try to see if it's even possible. i don't like you that much yet gross um i like I'm not saying I encourage that, especially dating, but I think there's something beautiful about not being embarrassed or f- feel ashamed to show the the love or the affinity you have for someone.
1: As long as you're married, I just think. What? Look, no, I just think.
0: I think if you're out, crazy. if you're out in public
1: and you make out with your girlfriend whoever that may be at the time maybe you have 10 different girlfriends and then it's like the just the the value of it decreases you have 10 different it's girlfriends at the returns. same time huh
0: you have 10 different girlfriends at the same no, time no but
1: over time
0: it's not diminishing returns because i think i think some of the most beautiful love you can have in your life is the love that you like isn't your forever love it's it's what teaches you what true love is so if you're dating someone and you love them I don't think it's okay for you not to be pr- like, to feel like you can't be proud and show the world that you love them.
1: This is really interesting. Cause I don't think I'm right here necessarily. It's like more of a preference. Like I, I'm no, not saying I the PDA it. is discussing generally, but it's like, I hold your hand and want to kiss you in public, but it's because it's like, you're my, like we're together forever. And I, I know that it's like, it's like more special to me because we're married. I don't know. That's just my preference.
0: I get it. I don't get it, but like I, I enjoy that you are trying to explain it, Yeah, I just think it's different.
1: I, did, I do, I, I think it's different too. We probably view it, I'm more conservative generally than you are, is that fair to say? Yeah. The third question we thought was good was it's more meaningful to me when we kiss frequently or I sense my partner showing interest in
0: things that I care about. I kind of lean towards kiss more frequently.
1: Yeah. It means a ton to me when you're stubborn. We just had this conversation yesterday. You don't want to do things that you don't want to do. Or actually, you won't do things that you don't want to do. So when I'm like reading a book. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Come on, bring it up. <laughs> no, it's fine. Andrew's been, and I'm. I acknowledged this the other day. I am being un—I mean, unmeasurably stubborn with this, and I don't know why. But he's been wanting me to like just read, read books, and I'm. It started out cute, and now you're like, "Read your freaking book!" And I'm like, "I don't want to."
1: You know, you just dig your heels in. Even I do. Deeper. I do, and but. it's a
0: flaw. Um, I would say kiss more frequently, just because. I think it's healthy to have independent interests and I don't think your partner needs to be like, Oh, teach me everything about gymnastics, you know? Mm -hmm. But I think acknowledging that person's interest and being like, babe, I know you love gymnastics and I know gymnastics is on tonight. You should watch it, you know?
1: Yep. I was just thinking, I just feel like I've watched a lot of gymnastics and
0: You've asked.
1: Yeah. Oh, you haven't asked to watch football.
0: I respect your passion. <laughs> hey, that's <laughs> next not true. Thing, next I asked thing, you next to teach thing, me all the rules thing. about football.
1: Not, and that meant a lot. So thank you.
0: It's meaningful meaningful to me when my partner doesn't check his or her phone while we're talking.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Or my partner goes out of his or her way to do something to relieve pressure for me.
1: Uh it means a ton to me when you don't check your phone. I, I think that active listening is like one of my favorite things and can make all, all the world difference.
0: Funny. Because
1: I don't do it much.
0: You don't do it much? Yeah. Because it's huge for me when I have your undivided attention, but it's very difficult to get.
1: Mm-hmm. I'm sorry about that. Do you forgive me? Me
0: too. I'm sorry. Yes.
1: It is interesting. Back to the kissing one it definitely changes the different phases you go through. Cause like the first six weeks after we had drew and the six weeks leading up, you know, it's just like a time where there's not a lot of physical touch. And it was like, I, I felt distant from you because of that. Mm-hmm. So then it was like, well, I would really appreciate a cuddle every once in a while, you know? Yeah. Anyway, this was really good.
0: This was really good.
1: I appreciate you putting this episode together, babe. You did a fantastic job.
0: Thanks, babe.
1: And I feel like I learned about you.
0: So if you guys haven't done love language um, quiz yet, try it out. Talk to your significant other about it. This is not an ad, by the way. (laughs) We just truly love this site. Um, Let us know your thoughts. Comment down below if you think, you know, we're on the right track. If you like PDA, if there's certain things that your significant other could do differently, such as like, the I'm sorry versus I love you. Are yeah. there certain things that like you need to hear? Yeah. Let us know.
1: Now I, now I have a little better way of loving you, babe. I am curious what you guys think of these generalization tests. Uh, these classification tests in general.
0: Let us know if you want us to do an Enneagram podcast.
1: Yeah. But if you haven't yet, make sure you give this show a rating and subscribe to it on whatever platform you're listening to. Make sure you check the links down below if you want to take the quiz yourself and learn more about uh, any of the sponsors or fun things that we have going on. We link it all. And this week is really big. We're actually going to MIT. Sean's doing a panel discussion. We're doing a live podcast up there with a really exciting guest.
0: I cannot wait. Yeah. And we're also interviewing, we're interviewing multiple people while we're at MIT. Yeah. All super, super exciting names. That we're, it's, they're going to be fun interviews. I can't wait.
1: It'll be great. So anyway, that's all we got for you. This is the East fam out. All right, real quick for all of those listening out there. We don't ask for a lot of favors. I don't think babe, do we? No.